Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan. Today, we're going to talk about corporate housing and corporate Airbnb, to be more specific. So let me tell you a story. A couple of months ago, we purchased a property thinking that we would make an enormous profit. However, by the time we finished getting all the permits and by the time we finished all the work, taking the photos, staging it, and putting it on the market, the market shifted. And instead of being able to sell a profit, we were now looking at selling for an enormous loss. And we took a look at the property and the location, and we said, it doesn't make sense. The property is so close to a big business. It's right next to Apple headquarters, less than half a mile away. You could walk there in about 10 minutes. Does it make sense to sell this property at a loss? I don't think so. And neither did my partners. So we decided, let's rent it. Let's hold it. What are we going to do? The first thing we're going to do is we have to refinance out of our hard money loan. And this is not easy to do because when you get a hard money loan, typically the lender doesn't look at your own personal background. It just looks at the property and it can give you a really good loan-to-value percentage. For example, we only put 10% down. However, now, if we look to refinance, they probably want a higher leverage, something like 20% LTV, or they want 30% LTV. We don't know. We're going through the process right now to see what's possible. On top of that, my partners and I all have mortgages for our own properties. So our DTI, our debt-to-income ratio, is already very high. So it's going to be a challenge to get us out of our hard money loan and into something more reasonable, something more sustainable. But it's a necessity because if we stay with our hard money loan, not only are we paying a very high interest on it, but after a while, they could call the loan due. And if we don't sell the property then, then we have to foreclose on the property. And that's something that we definitely don't want to do. So refinancing aside, that will shave off about $3,500 a month on Mortgage payments alone. We still have to pay for insurance and we still have to pay for property taxes, but at least we'll save some money there. The second thing is if we look at just typical rentals in the area, they rent for about $4,000 a month and you can rent them out pretty easily from four dollars to $4,500 a month to a nice family in that area. But what corporate housing allows you to do is it allows you to post your home on a popular website like Airbnb, unlike a traditional Airbnb where a guest may stay for only two or three days, your corporate rentals are typically there for about a month or a few weeks at least. Because of that, the company books it for over a month. So you don't have to worry about all these ordinances that the cities may impose on short-term housing. Now, for example, in Sunnyvale, their short-term housing laws, it's called Municipal Code 19.76. So some of the rules are, yes, you can have short-term housing, but you have to stay on the site throughout the guest stay, which means that I can't rent out the entire home to someone. I have to live in one room, and they can live in the other rooms. Another thing is, we only limit guests to a maximum of four adults per night. And I have to register as a host with the city. And on top of that, I have to collect something called transit occupancy tax, TOT. And this is like a hotel tax. You have to charge them an additional 10.5% 
if you use Airbnb, Airbnb will collect it and will send the price to Sunnyvale on your behalf. But guests who stay longer than 30 days don't have to pay this occupancy tax and you don't have to be there and it's, it's great. In Santa Clara, the transit occupancy tax is 9.5%, but still pretty annoying. But the beauty about corporate housing is the tenants there are people who work for a company. For example, if someone works at Apple but doesn't live here in Sunnyvale, Apple will pay them to for, for business travel. They'll pay for their stay. And Apple can say, okay, I'm going to spend $300 a night to put this guy into a hotel for two months. Or, hey, I'm just going to rent this house out for him and maybe his family for two months. And we will rent it for only $275 a month or We'll rent it for only $275 a day versus a hotel, which is very small. They get a whole house for themselves. So it's a good deal for everybody. $275 a night is a lot of money, especially if you compare that to the $4,000 that we were going to get per month. So at $275 a night, we're looking to get $8,250 of rent. On top of that, a lot of the corporate housing websites charges their service fee to the customer, not to the host. So they'll add about 4% to this as a service fee. And on top of that, as a host, you can charge cleaning fees to the client as well. Say another $150 every time someone comes in as a cleaning fee. Your own cleaners may only charge you $100. So you're pocketing extra 50 bucks anyways. So corporate housing, unlike Airbnb, is basically putting a premium on providing a space where busy travelers can get work done. So these aren't people's homes or sublets. They're units rented out with the intention of providing travelers with a base of operations. And this type of housing guarantees privacy and minimal distraction. And even more beautifully, if you have a bigger home, they can ju- they can put more than just one person per room at $300 a night. You can have three employees in the same house for just $300 a night. You can have conferences there. You can have meetings there. So here are some things that people want. Obviously, they want high-speed internet. You need to have nice furnishings. And I was talking to my friend about it, and it really doesn't cost that much to furnish a house. If you think about it, if you pay about hundred grand to update everything inside the home, how much does it cost? Uh, the bedroom. The bed is probably the most expensive thing. It'll cost you 800 bucks for a nice bed, maybe... 200 300 for a frame. You can have a nice drawer, vanity, put some paintings. And that, that's basically it. It doesn't cost that much to stage your home. A sofa might cost two grand, but then again, you could always rent your sofas through a rental service. And all in all, we were budgeting between 7000 to 10000 And that's on the high end of you know, making this house furnished. And then when, whenever you're done, hey, now you have free furniture, you can put it to your own home. So here is an example of a listing that someone did. It says, welcome home. This four-bedroom, two-bathroom home is conveniently located near Apple headquarters and the 280 freeway. There is an additional fifth sleeping space with a desk and futon. The entrance through the garage, which contains the washer and dryer, so I guess I need to put a washer and dryer in the home, Opens into the kitchen containing a fridge, stove, microwave, and dishwasher, and amply stocked with dishes, utensils, pots, and pans, and dining area, which has seating for up to eight people. Six at dining, two at kitchen bar. Just off the dining area, you'll find the cozy living space and TV with HD cable access. 
So yeah, I think business people want high-speed internet and they want a TV with HD cable access. Also, you want the smart devices too, such as maybe I'll put an Alexa in there, but you definitely want a smart key where they can just punch in the number instead of having to mess with a lockbox. Down the hall, the first bedroom on the left have, has two twin beds. I don't know why you would need two twin beds in one room, especially if you're dealing with professionals. They will not stay in a room unless you bring your kids with you. A little further down on the right is one of the full bathrooms with a tub shower combo, stock with shampoo, condition, soap, toilet paper, and fresh clean towels. So that's a necessity. You're kind of running a hotel business, but all these things cost very little money. Like toilet paper, that's cheap. Soap, shampoo, condition, you can buy a huge box for just a couple bucks. So as it being like 30 cents for each of these things. After that, you come upon the second door on the left-hand side, which is the master suite containing a queen bed and attached full bathroom with a standing shower. The last door on the right leads into the second hallway of the home and into the office lounge space. This space contains a desk working space and a futon that you can convert into a, a sleeping space using the mattress topper and extra bedding supplied. So I guess we should add as many bed possibilities as possible. So maybe make the sofa into a convertible bed in case they have guests over. Past the office, the door on the left is another bedroom with a queen bed, and the door on the end of the hall, second hallway is the final bedroom with two twin beds. The following serves as an addendum to the reservation and rental agreement entered into between the parties upon completion of a reservation. That's some weird vocabulary. House rules and booking policies. For complete rules and details, see Renter's Guide, which is emailed four days prior to your scheduled arrival date. So the thing about this kind of business is you need to automate as much as you can. So... The hardest part is setting it up. Afterwards, it should be good to go. Guests are responsible for thoroughly reading the guide prior to their stay and adhering to policies outlined there and during their stay. No pets, no smoking, no parties or events. Some common sense rules include but are not limited to 1. Guests are responsible for following garbage protocol and taking out their own trash. 2. Garage openers, passes, pool keys must stay at the property. Fees for removal apply. Quiet hours between 10 and 8 a.m. Please remove your shoes inside the home. Very straightforward. So here are some websites that you can use to do corporate housing. One is secondhousing.com. I think they specialize in just corporate housing. And I think that's the one that we're going to start with. There's a website called corporatehousing.com. Obviously, there's Craigslist, Hotpads, and Sublet.com. There's also Airbnb. They have a corporate housing version of Airbnb on their website as well. But I think the best thing to do is find someone who's doing it and treat them to lunch and ask them their strategies on what's needed to succeed in this business. I know the first thing that we're going to do is obviously make the price really cheap for every night. And we're going to rent it out to a lot of our friends, try to get as many five stars reviews as possible, and then open it up to the public. And when our new guests come in, you know, make sure to have it nice and clean. Make sure you buy a fancy bottle of wine or something to make the guests feel welcome. And just focus on getting those nice five-star reviews. The more five-stars you get, the better you'll, you'll be. And what's interesting is this is, like, I would never have done this play if not for our circumstance right now. And it just goes to show that through adversity, people can become more creative. And there will always be moments in your life when things don't go the way as planned, and it's your job to make it work. It's your job to hustle, 
and turn a bad situation into an opportunity. So I was just talking to my roommate about this too, and I told him about our strategy. And this actually goes into something more interesting called Airbnb arbitrage, where you can actually do this exact same strategy without having to own the property in the first place. What you do is you talk to someone in that area that you want to work in who's renting their home for a regular price, and you can go up to them and ask them, hey, do you mind if I rent it from you for a little bit above market rent, but now you give me something called a master lease? And that master lease allows me as the new tenant to do whatever I want with the property. And that includes subletting it out to other people. So what some people do is, let's say they would rent a house for $4,000 a month. And they would fix it up a little bit. They would furnish it. And then they would put it onto corporate housing or Airbnb. And they're renting it out for about $8,000 a month at full occupancy. So they're getting a spread of $4,000 a month. It's an interesting business model. And if you do it with multiple properties, you can quickly make enough cash flow to be financially free. And in fact, one of my friends is doing that right now. And all he does is hang out in Thailand all day long. So yeah, corporate housing is an opportunity out there. I'm thinking that if I can succeed in turning our property into a nice corporate housing uh, project, then I can even share that experience with other people too. So there is a definitely an opportunity for corporate housing. Anyways, that was another episode of the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan. I hope you guys learned a lot. Thank you and take care.